I'm um, here today a little bit just to start off by stating the truism that not every day is Valentine's Day. That seems maybe a silly thing to say, um, but there was a time in my life when I looked very deeply into my um, now wife's eyes, which you can put up that slide of my beautiful bride. There you go. Um, I looked deeply into her eyes and with great sincerity, I said, Anne, with you, every day is Valentine's Day. <laughs> and she was also in the midst of that sort of puppy love that you have um, when you're in the first weeks of dating. And so I don't think she was offended by that. She thought, yes, every day is like Valentine's Day with you. I'm sure anybody around us, if they heard us, probably threw up a little bit in their mouths to hear that. Um, close friends that I had, they were also probably in the midst of puppy love, so they were probably like, no, with us, every day is Valentine's Day. It didn't take long for um, my wife and I to realize that not every day was Valentine's Day. Uh, you can put the next slide up. Um, we now have four kids. Uh, we've had lots of great experiences, many challenging experiences. Um, but within those first few weeks of dating, we've soon found uh, that not every day is Valentine's Day. We failed each other. Um, we had great affection for each other, and we still do. But our relationship wasn't sustained by um, Valentine's Day sorts of feelings. Our relationship was sustained by the vows that we made to each other um, at our wedding to love, honor, and cherish one another in sickness and in health, uh, for better, for worse, till death do us part, and our commitment to fulfill those vows. It's taken endurance over seasons, um, and my family's beautiful, but you can take that slide down now. You don't have to look at us the whole time. But it is um, what has sustained us is endurance over seasons um, through those vows. Because if my wife and I had just tried to build our relationship on Valentine's Day feelings or sentimentality, it wouldn't be a relationship that matures. Like saying that not every day is Valentine's Day, I'm going to say something that may be maybe a little bit more controversial, that not every day is Easter. Now, that's not to say that the resurrection doesn't change everything. The resurrection changes absolutely everything. Every day is lived in remembrance of Easter and anticipation of Jesus' coming again. And Christians traditionally proclaim that in their services in something, something called the mystery of faith, which we proclaim in our, in our church every Sunday, saying that Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. The resurrection changes everything, not every day is Easter. As the writer Flannery O'Connor observed, we lost our innocence in the fall, and our return to it is through the redemption which was brought about by Christ's death and by our slow participation in it. Sentimentality is a skipping of this process in its concrete reality and an early arrival at a mock state of innocence. Sentimentality is a skipping of this process in its concrete reality and an early arrival at a mock state of innocence. And it's a mock state because it's a naive state. It's again like living as though every day is Valentine's Day. It's naive, it's not innocent. Because Jesus said, and whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Jesus tells us that to enter into his redemption is to take up our cross and follow him in the way of the cross. 
cross will come with maybe very sincere spiritual highs. You might have experiences on retreats or profound experiences of God's love and devotion or at camps or fervent love for him, maybe in um, spiritual life, um, maybe in chapels sometimes, um, or in uh, uh, different discipleship groups that you're part of. And so there are, there are um, ways in which we have sincere spiritual experiences to the Lord and um, great affection for him. But our most formative experiences of redemption come through trial and affliction, through illness and crying out to the God for healing, through grief and looking to him for comfort, through suffering betrayal or persecution and trusting that he is our sure defense and commending justice to him. Because in trial and affliction, we are most receptive to the love of our faithful bridegroom, Jesus. As followers of Jesus, our relationship with him isn't secured by our own faithfulness or our steadfast love or spiritual highs, but by God's grace and steadfast love that he shows to us through the cross. Faith isn't grounded in our feelings, but in God's love and faithfulness shown to us. And so our attention shouldn't be directed towards seeking more and more spiritual experiences or highs as an end in and of themselves, but towards entrusting ourselves ever more to God's steadfast love and faithfulness. And we do this um, in enduring over seasons, similar to a, the way that a relationship develops, through experiences or through practices like worship, reading scripture not just for information, but in a devotional sense as God's word written to us, his promises for us, for us, his people, his bride. In musical worship, it often means lifting up your voice, um, even when you don't necessarily feel like it, when you're not feeling 100%. And especially, it means expressing praise to God and not just affection, extolling him and speaking of his truth rather than how we feel every time, because how we feel can be fickle and change. It also means praying um, when our prayers, not, not only when our prayers flow freely, but especially when all we can express to the Lord is, I believe, help my unbelief. And when you're at a loss for words, even praying alongside the psalmist by praying the psalms, or praying in lament, commending the wrongs done to you to God's justice and the wrongs that you have done to his grace and mercy. And similar to that is repentance, confessing to the ways and the things that you've done and left undone and returning to the Lord, trusting that those who are penitent will receive his mercy and help in time of need. And tomorrow is Valentine's Day, but it's also Ash Wednesday, um, which is the beginning of the season of Lent. Lent is 40 days of preparation, um, and it's 40 days not counting Sundays because each of those are celebrations of the resurrection. And they're 40 days mirroring Jesus' time in the wilderness, his temptation. Sundays in between, we remember and anticipate the resurrection and the great Easter that comes on Easter Sunday. And Ash Wednesday, above all, is the least sentimental. If, if there's any service that you could say is not sentimental, it's certainly Ash Wednesday. It's one in which all the people are marked with a cross on their foreheads and a reminder that the wages of sin is death. And there's something important about the ashes. If you remember on Palm Sunday, uh, Jesus was welcomed into Jerusalem with people waving palm branches, saying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. 
But what's sometimes missed in our Palm Sunday celebration is that the same city that welcomed him with hosannas and praise would later that week cry, crucify him, only a few short days later. The ashes from Palm Sunday are, in fact, the palms burned from Palm Sunday. These ashes profoundly show that, Jesus, that identity with Jesus is not merely in expressing affection, but by being marked with the cross. And the feelings of the season are not just grim dreariness, a caricature of repentance, just throwing ash upon your head and looking plum, but performing our vows of living out those vows that we've made to our faithful bridegroom. We put off things, we repent, we commend the things that are burdens to us. We also take up new things, taking up prayer and worship, taking up our cross and following Jesus in self-sacrifice. The season of Lent is a time for us to follow Jesus in the way of the cross. And I hope uh, that as there's opportunity for you to observe Ash Wednesday together as a campus, you'll take advantage of these things and deliberately remembering and anticipating Easter, perhaps especially through Ash Wednesday service here tomorrow. Lord our God, grant us grace to desire you with our whole heart, that desiring you, we may seek you, and that seeking you, we may find you, and that finding you, we may love you, and that loving you, we may hate those things and those sins from which you have delivered us. Through Jesus Christ our Lord.